Okay, teeing off here on the Golf Preview Podcast and RJ Bell's Dream Preview. I'm your host, Will Doctor, and it's Hero World Challenge Week on the PGA Tour as 20 of the world's best players peg it this week down the Bahamas in Albany. Tiger Woods is hosting uh, at Albany Golf Club where he was set to make his first start since the Open Championship, but Tiger announced Monday that he was diagnosed with plantar fasciitis. So we'll have to wait to see the 82-time PGA Tour winner until uh, the match, which is the the seventh iteration uh, of the match, which will feature Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, and Jordan Spieth on December 10th. And then uh, Tiger is set to tee it up alongside his son, Charlie, uh, who already has the hand size of an NFL quarterback. Uh, and that will be December 17th and 18th at the PNC Championship in Orlando. So plenty of opportunities coming up this offseason to watch Tiger if he can somehow get healthy. Um, you know, he said the 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 planner's fasciitis has been keeping him from walking. And, you know, the tone of his press conference yesterday was was so-so. It it seemed like uh, his future consisted of major championships, possibly the Champions Tour. You know, he's 47. He's got, what, three more years until uh, the Champions Tour. But, you know, it didn't sound like he was all too confident in the progress that he's been making uh, with that leg that was injured in the car accident. And the hero was a tournament that we all had circled on the calendar because it was the last chance of the season uh, that Tiger would have the opportunity to win his 83rd PGA Tour event, which would put him alone at the top of the all-time win list, one ahead of of Sam Snead. Now, it's not like Tiger had shown us a whole lot since the accident. He finished 47th at the Masters he withdrew from the PGA Championship as he couldn't make the walk around Southern Hills. Uh, he did not play the U.S. Open at the Country Club in, in Boston, and then he missed the cut uh, at St. Andrews in the last time that we saw him at the Open, uh, where he was actually on the backside of recovering from COVID. Him and Rory both got the virus uh, the week before the Open Championship. That was a story that actually came out this week. Uh, in an interview that Rory did with the Independent. But the issue for Tiger uh, since the accident has not been his game. He still has all the shots in the back to compete. The problem is walking 18 holes. Tiger has long said he's not interested in taking a cart in a competitive event. You will see him in a cart at the match. You will see him in a cart at the PMC. But both of those events are exhibitions, not official 72-hole events. Uh, which he said yesterday, he will not ever uh, use a cart in an official PGA Tour event. You will see him in a cart at the match, which is an exhibition. You'll see him in a cart at the PNC Championship, which is a bit of a, a Champions Tour exhibition. Uh, but n- you'll never see him in a golf cart uh, at an official 72-hole event. Uh, so... Tiger's schedule is very questionable right now. You know, he hosts the the Genesis uh, at Riviera here, you know, at the beginning of February. He says that plantar's fasciitis is going to take about one to two months to get over. Uh, So who knows if we'll see him at the Genesis. Uh, Like I said, you will definitely see him in a card at the match in the PNC. But his schedule um, is very unclear right now as he... 
has definitely struggled over the last year to recover from that leg injury. It will never be the same. I'm not going to rule out Tiger uh, and his chances moving forward at Augusta, but it's certainly tough to see a world where he ever competes and contends uh, at U.S. Open and Open Championship venues in the future. Now, I will say it's very exciting to see Tiger stay in the spotlight in a way through uh, his son, Charlie, who is still a very young kid, uh, but has obviously loads of potential. And it's fun to see Tiger uh, become a dad and and show Charlie the ropes of the game. We've seen it on social media you know, probably two or three times over the over the past year of of Charlie Woods playing in junior events and and Tiger uh catting for Charlie. You know, that's great to see. I'm not a huge fan of the, you know, Twitter talking heads, you know, completely overhyping uh what Charlie Woods could mean for the sport of golf at, at this young age, but I'm certainly fascinated by uh how much this kid has grown over the last year. You know, his hand size, like I said, is is the equivalent to an NFL quarterback at a very young age. Uh, so it's certainly fun to to see Tiger, uh, one, happy, and number two, uh, be such a great mentor for not only Charlie, but a lot of the players around the PGA Tour. Uh, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, uh, he has really found his way uh, to become a mentor of these young uh, PGA Tour stars. Um, when he really doesn't have to, uh, you don't see Greg Norman, you know, uh, you know, teaching and showing younger players, you know, how to go about playing on the PGA tour. You are seeing Tiger do that. And as long as Charlie is continuing to play, which he will, and and continues to have fun out there, you're going to be seeing a lot of Tiger Woods and Charlie Woods here in the future. So, um, as far as staying in the public eye, I don't think that's anything that we have to be worried about. Uh, Tiger's still going to be around the game. He's still the most important voice of the game, as you saw in the press conferences this week. But as far as his playing career, I think there's a lot to question at this point uh, with how bad a shape uh, that leg is in. Okay, let's jump into uh, the picks for the Hero World Challenge. Uh, It's a little bit of a different format for today's episode. I'm just going to go down the list of the 20-player field and and give you my thoughts uh, on each player. I'll have two winners, I'll have two picks to place, I'll have two matchups, and then I'll give out one best bet uh, and one dark horse. I will not have a lineup this week due to how small the field is, 20 players, uh, but I will give you a winning margin pick uh, as we wrap things up. So let's start with John Rahm at plus 500 on FanDuel, DraftKings, or William Hill. Uh, Rahm has been the fourth best player in 2022 behind Scheffler, uh, Roy McIlroy and Cam Smith. A few weeks ago, he said uh, he felt like he was being slept on this year. And listen, I, I read golf news every day, uh, and I never heard anyone uh, talking down about John Rom's performance over 2022. It could be coming from the sponsors, you know, it could be coming from the media in Spain, or it could just be his inner self um telling him that you know he hasn't played up to his lost lofty expectations this year who knows the fact is i'm not surprised nor do i care uh when rom starts voicing unnecessary concerns to the media because golf needs that sometimes you know the you know golf needs 
uh, a figure that has that pop and sizzle in the media. I think, you know, honestly, I think Patrick Reed and some of his antics uh, were good for golf up until he sued uh, Golf Channel and Brandel Chambly and and Damon Hack and Shane Bacon for you know seven hundred million a piece, which you know has that that lawsuit has since been dropped. But I think golf needs some of that flair in the media. Um, I really do. And I think Rom brings that to the table. I think people are tired of hearing 90, 95% of these guys telling the press every Thursday that the course looks good, the game feels great, and the family's doing well. I'm a fan of of Rom's kind of Spaniard flair that is reminiscent to, to Sergio Garcia and Seve Ballesteros. And I'm totally tuned in when he speaks. So I don't mind his comments um, as far as the official world golf rankings are concerned. And as far as, you know, if he feels like either he hasn't, you know, played up to his expectations or if he hasn't played up to the media's expectations, I enjoy hearing Rom speak about that. I do find it odd, however, how Rom doesn't recognize that you need to win a major over the course of a season in order to be praised on a more viral scale. Because if you asked Bob at the bar how many victories John Rahm has has had in 2022, he would probably tell you none because Bob is only watching the majors. Do I think Rahm has had a, a phenomenal year despite not winning a major? Absolutely. He won three times in three different countries this year. And you've heard me say it before. I've said it probably the last four weeks. He went into two of those events as the pre-tournament favorite, which is one of the most impressive feats of the year. He was the favorite going into Mexico Open and won. Rom was the favorite going into his home event at the Spaniard Open and won. And then two weeks ago, he was the second pre-tournament favorite behind Rory going into the DP World Tour Championship, and Rom ultimately won that title in Dubai. So. Uh, back-to-back wins to close out the DP World Tour season for Rom and squeezed in there was a tie for fourth finish at the CJ Cup. Plus 500 is ridiculous as far as golf numbers are concerned, but I have no choice but to take Rom uh, this week because I have to stay true to my word. When John Rom is putting the way he has been over the last month, gaining over one stroke on the field and putting in six of his last seven tournaments, no one is beating him. No one. He might be the best ball striker since Mo Norman. No one beats him uh, when his putting is at the top of its game. So Rom, uh, who was crown champion at this event in 2019, will be one of my two winners. Uh, that'll be at plus 500 on either FanDuel, DraftKings, or William Hill. So that's my feel on John Rom this week. And that's my first winner of the week, John Rahm at plus 500. Uh, moving on to Scotty Scheffler at plus 800 on FanDuel or Bet365. You know, Chef came in second in Albany last year, one behind Victor Hovland. He started this season as well as anyone could have asked for with a couple top tens at Mayakoba and the Houston Open. But if I had to get critical, uh, he has putted below average in two of his three starts of the fall. And that's a trend that is carried over for Scheffler uh, from the end of last season where he lost strokes on the greens in five of his last six starts 
ending at the Tour Championship. So I'm off Scheffler this week. He's number two in the world right now, and he's number 41 on the FedEx Cup standings. But he will need to figure out a way uh, to become a, a, a respectable putter if he wants to recapture that number one spot in the world. Um, his putting over the last six weeks has been nothing short of deplorable. He would tell you the same thing if you asked him. Uh, and, and if he, you know, wants to get back in that rhythm that, uh, you know, had him in rarefied air last season, winning the masters, winning four different times over a, a period of six events, he's going to have to get that putting back in check. Uh, so nothing on Scotty Scheffler, uh, this week. Okay, we'll move on to Tony Finau at 10 to 1 on Bet365. And what can I say that I didn't tell you two weeks ago when we when we reviewed Tony Finau's win at the Houston Open? I mean, Tony should be the one priced of plus 500 this week. And history would say that there's no chance uh, Tony Finau could win 50% of the time over a period of eight tournaments. But I really do like Tony this week. He, you know, he loves this golf course as he finished second here in 2019 and seventh last year, you know, Tiger said it's going to be an absolute birdie fest. And prior to last month, I would have never taken Tony at a venue where a birdie storm uh, was in the forecast, but he's the second best putter on tour through the fall series. He's making that stride uh, with the putter that we saw Patrick Cantlay make two years ago. And he's taking that next step with the putter that we're about to see Roy McIlroy make this year. Finau has entered that deeper relationship with the putter that we've seen players do before. Similar to Rom, you know, Tony Finau is just so good at every other aspect of his game that when, you know, he starts to roll it well on a tournament to tournament basis, you have to play him. I will be taking Tony Finau to win at 10 to 1 on Bet365 and to top five at plus 140 on DraftKings. Let's move on to Xander Schauffele at 11 to 1 on FanDuel. I'm a pass on Xander this week. This event really doesn't get him going uh, with his best finish coming in 2019, where he finished ninth. Uh, and on top of that, you know, he's only played once this fall at the Zozo Championship over a month ago, where he did finish ninth, which, you know, is nothing to complain about. But with no tournament golf over the last 30 days and, and pretty lackluster play, uh, pass play in Albany. I'm going to sit out on Xander Schauffele this week. So that's our feel as far as far as Xander Schauffele is concerned. Let's move on to uh, Justin Thomas at 12 to one on William Hill on Bet three six five. And like Xander, we haven't seen JT really at all over the fall, um, with the exception of one event. Uh, for JT, that was the CJ Cup in South Carolina, where he finished 40th um, and just had a deplorable week on the, with the putter. Um, out in South Carolina at Congaree. So I'm out on JT this week. I know he's friends with Tiger and all, but you never know you know, where the hero falls on the off-season prep schedule with some of the top players. Uh, Justin Thomas got married 21 days ago. So I have to assume he took you know 10 to 15 days off to enjoy the matrimony, which leaves him at most five to six days of prep for this event, which I know is not the usual way that JT goes about getting ready for an event. So I'm out on Justin Thomas this week. Uh, next up is going to be Matthew Fitzpatrick at 14 to one on bet three, six, five. And 
We saw a few weeks ago that Matthew Fitzpatrick had a great chance to win the DP uh, World Tour Championship. Had he done that, he would have won the season-ending money list on the DP World Tour. But Rory McIlroy would ultimately go on to secure uh, both of those trophies in Dubai. For my first matchup of the week, I'm going to take uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick over Xander Shoffley at plus 100 on Bet Online. You have to think that Fitzpatrick's game is still sharp after finishing up in Dubai nine days ago. He's had one year um, of experience at the Hero World uh, Hero World Challenge as he finished 12th last year, which isn't great uh, for a 20-man field. But with how good Fitzpatrick has been driving the ball and rolling it on the greens this year, I don't see him having a disappointing week at the Hero. And that's as opposed to Xander Schauffele, who, like I said, we just haven't seen it all this fall. So my first matchup um, on the week and my only play with Matthew Fitzpatrick is going to be Fitzpatrick over Schauffele at plus 100 on Bet Online. Next up is going to be Victor Hovland at 15 to 1 on Bet Online. I really like the way Victor Hovland has started off this fall. Uh, he played a, a three tournament PGA Tour schedule over the last three months on top of finishing out um, his season over on the DP World Tour as he's a player who holds status on both tours. And I had this tournament circled uh, for Victor after the last time we saw him stateside at Mayakoba where he finished 10th en route to trying to defend his title at the Worldwide Technology Championship it was Victor's third consecutive top 25 of the fall, and everything in his game looked like it would peak at the hero. But then, you know, he gets to the DP World Tour Championship, and although he he struck the ball nicely, he lost almost a full stroke to the field on the green, something we've seen Victor do uh, more than a handful of times over the last two years. I'm going to pass on Victor Hovland this week. Uh, nothing going uh, for me on him just because – uh, I don't see his putting um, in the place that it needs to be uh, to contend at a birdie fest like he did last year. Um, so nothing on Victor Hovland for me this week. Next up is going to be Sung JM at 16 to one on William Hill, FanDuel or DraftKings. I'm out on Sung J this week. This is his first time at the hero and his last two starts at the CJ cup and the Zozo championship have been disappointing. 29th at the Zozo and 34th at the CJ Cup. So nothing going on on Sungjae this week. Okay, so next up is Colin Morikawa at 18 to 1 on William Hill or DraftKings. Uh, he does have a new set of irons in the bag, but I don't believe it's a move that he's making due to uncomfort with the irons that we've seen him use over the past three years. Uh, but I, I think this is kind of the start of Colin Morikawa having his own irons uh, with TaylorMade. So uh, pretty cool to see, you know, unfortunately they're all blades. So you nor I uh, would be skilled enough to use them. Uh, you know, I still use the Ping I-500s, uh, which looks like a blade, but is actually more of like an AP2 uh, that has a ton of forgiveness um, that Colin does not need. So when we look back on last year's Hero World Challenge, Colin Morikawa had a lead uh, heading into the final round and ended up throwing up on himself, uh, shooting four over and fell back to a share uh, for fifth place. So you know Morikawa has a feel for this golf course, and he is coming off a respectable finish at Mayakoba. 
I'm not going to take Morikawa to win uh, or in a pick to place, but I am definitely taking Morikawa in a matchup over Sam Burns at minus 102 on FanDuel. Number one, uh, because Morikawa, you know, licks his chops in birdie fest situations. This is a golf course that is just a walk in the park from tee to green. It appears in the eye test and in the analytics that Morikawa has recaptured the level of ball striking that won him a PGA championship at Harding Park. Uh, and as for Burns, uh, who comes in at at 18 to 1 on FanDuel or William Hill, from the from a statistical perspective, he's lost shots on the greens in two of his last three tournaments. And the last time we saw him tee it up, Burns lost four and a half shots on the greens en route two to withdrawing uh during the second round of the Houston Open. So my second matchup and best bet for the hero will be Colin Morikawa uh, over Sam Burns at minus 102 on FanDuel. On to, to Tom Kim at 20 to 1 on bet 365. I'm out on Tom Kim this week because he should be 26 to 1. You know, Tom the Tank has, has been incredible uh, this fall with wins, with a win at the Shriners. You know, he sits fourth in the FedEx Cup standings heading into the Hero. He was a big part of that international team at Quail Hollow a few months ago uh, where he was parting it up with not only the international team, but also the American team. He showed some incredible sportsmanship after the internationals lost to the United States. Um, and it was a huge spot for the 20-year-old. You know, this guy already has two PGA Tour wins under his belt. He's a very, very impressive player, but he's pricing correctly this week by a lot. Uh, and, and that's the bottom line as far as Tom Kim is concerned this week. So nothing going on Tom Kim. Um, we move on to Tommy Fleawood at 20 to one on bet three, six, five. And, you know, Tommy is another player that has played great over the last month. And he finally broke through at the Ned bank challenge in South Africa for his first DP world tour win since 2019. He's maintained a great world ranking um, over that winless period, which shows just how hard it is to win at the highest level of this game. But here's the deal. Even with the win, he's lost strokes on the greens in his last two starts, which is a very common theme for Fleetwood. Um, I understand he won the Ned Bank putting below average, but I promise you that will not be the case uh, for the eventual winner uh, of the hero. You're going to have to make 25 to 30 birdies this week. And I'm not confident that type of performance is in Fleetwood's repertoire. So I'm a pass um, on Tommy Fleetwood. On to Cam Young at 20 to 1 on DraftKings. I'm out on Cam Young this week um, as he makes his Hero World Challenge debut. Sort of like Tom Kim, that this price is totally wrong. You should be getting Cam Young at 29 to 1 this week. So we're passing um, on the former Demon Deacon that was. Uh, once roommates with Will Zalatoris, who were missing greatly. He's out with, you know, a back injury. Uh, hopefully we see Zal at the start of the, the 2023 season at the Tournament of Champions. Um, on to Jordan Spieth at 25 to 1 on Bet Online. I'm expecting world number 14 Spieth to have a pretty great 2023 season. Um, but the fall has just been incredibly quiet for him. He's had a horrible start. Um, at the CJ Cup where he finished 52nd. Uh, he didn't hit his irons well there. He didn't putt well, uh, which as we've talked about, you know, has been a reoccurring issue uh, for the 2015 Masters champion. 
uh, Spieth has now lost shots with the putter in his last four events, which is scary to hear if you're a Jordan Spieth fan. Um, I think he gets the putter, you know, going once again at some point over the next year, uh, but it won't be this week. So I have nothing on Jordan Spieth this week at 25 to one. On to Shane Lowry, uh, who's also at 25 to one on Bet Online. I'm a pass on the 2019 Open champion as he is having uh, trouble making enough putts to contend here over the last three starts. And on top of that, his odds should be more towards the 35 to one range. I know it's been a you know a few months. Um, it's only been a few months since since Shane won the BMW PGA Championship, but 25 to one is is completely overpriced. Uh, for Shane Lowry this week. Uh, on to Max Homa at 28 to 1 on Bet365 and finally founding some value uh, in Max Homa at 28 to 1. When I was guessing the lines uh, prior to the odds coming out, I had Max Homa at 20 to 1, uh, but he opens at 28 to 1 and he's had a life changing 2022 with three PGA Tour wins and the birth of his first child. And Homa has carried that good play uh, into the fall. In addition to you know his win at the Fortinet to start the season in Napa, Homa has not finished outside of 25th in three starts over the fall. And he made a world class debut at the Presidents Cup. You know where he was a big hit. He finished you know top ten on the PIP standings. So you know a lot to be happy about if you're Max Homa. Um, I will have Homa top 10 at plus 100 on DraftKings Sportsbook this week. And on top of having the most impressive numbers on the PGA Tour, um, I think there's a there's a, there's extra motivation there for Max to have a strong debut at the Hero World Challenge in front of Tiger, who uh, was his idol growing up. You know, the way the Hero works, you know, he, have to get an invitation it's an invitational field so um i think there's some you know there's some some extra motive there um for max homa to get off to a good start and what should be his first of many hero world challenges you know homa's poor shot avoidance and proximity to the hole makes him a player um you know that is going to have a ton of, ton of birdie looks in albany and you parlay that with his putting stroke which never seems to have any blemishes and that makes Max Homa a great option this week. So my second pick to place is going to be Max Homa, top 10 at plus 100 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Okay, moving into the last four players in the field, uh, I, I'm only betting on one of them, and that's going to be Corey Connors to top five at plus 400 on Bet Uh Connors opened um, on Vegas at 33 to 1. I know that the dark horse options uh, were limited this week with a 20-man field, but when Tiger was describing what it takes to win on this golf course, uh, Corey Connors was really the name that came to mind as far as the dark horse is concerned. Uh, you know, Corey Connors was 16th in approach on the PGA Tour last year and, and is usually a pretty respectable putter. Uh, it's it's Connors chipping uh, that has been his kryptonite over the last year, but fortunately that won't matter this week uh, because chipping is an irrelevant stat in Albany. You know, Connors has uh, had a very solid fall season, notching top 25 finishes in two of his last three starts. Uh, so my dark horse this week will be Corey Connors top five at plus 400 
on Bet Online. Um, I'm going to be passing on Billy Horschel at 35 to one. I'm going to be passing on Sepp Strzok at 50 to one, who got uh, a late entry due to Tiger playing, due to Tiger withdrawing. My apologies. And I'm going to be passing on Kevin Kisner at 80 to one on Bet Online. So, um, you know, passing on those last three players in the field onto the lineup. There will be no lineup this week uh, since the field is so small. And as for the scoring prediction, it'll be pure weather on Thursday, then scattered showers on Friday, which will soften up the course immensely and make for very easy scoring conditions on Saturday and Sunday. I think the winning score will be 28 under par, uh, one short of Jordan Spieth's record, uh, with the winning margin of two strokes, uh, which you can find over on Barstool Sportsbook at plus 400 odds. Okay, guys, a quick word from my friends over at pregame.com. Go to pregame.com and click on buy picks and then add any rest of football season all access discounted subscription to your shopping cart. Simply add my coupon code HERO20 to your shopping cart and confirm the discount before you check out. Once again, click on buy picks and then add any rest of football season all access discounted subscription to your shopping cart. Once again, that's HERO20. Right there on pregame.com. So pregame.com will give you a free $25 site purchase just for signing up. Signing up takes 90 seconds, and you could take advantage of being a site member by making and tracking your own picks. You can post your own picks and analysis in our pregame.com forums. Draw a following and become a valued member. Sign up today and receive a $25 site credit to purchase premium picks from one of pregame.com's very own professional handicappers. Get your free best bet today right there at pregame.com. And that'll do it uh, for the Hero World Challenge preview. I may do a PNC championship podcast as Tiger is set to tee up with his son, Charlie, who, like I said, is becoming a phenom in his own right. Nellie Corda will peg it with her dad, Peter, uh, who won the 1998 Australian Tennis Open. Jordan Spieth will play with his dad, Stephen, and so uh, will Justin Thomas as he's set to, to, to tee it up with uh, his dad, Mike, who was a you know a longtime PGA professional, is that, and is actually the swing coach to Charlie Wood. So there's going to be a lot of fun action going on that week in Orlando. Uh, no shortage of star power for for the field at the PNC, which is set to begin December 15th. I'll keep you updated on Twitter at drmedia59 about a potential podcast for that episode. If not, we'll talk again at some point between now and the new year for a 2023 major championship futures episode uh thanks again uh for all our listeners for the support in year one of the golf preview podcast and rj bell's dream preview i hope everyone has a great holiday season and i'm looking forward to the new year on the pga tour season talk soon right here on the golf preview podcast and rj bell's dream preview so long for now